You know, there are symbols of Passover. We're going to have a Seder tomorrow night up in Claremont. It's a sold out, but uh, we're going to break down some of the symbols because, amazingly enough, God spent, you know, thousands of years for the only reason of showing little things to remind you how near, just like that endless ocean where he casts your sin. You know, all kind of things to just point you to him mm. and remind you of him. This next week is the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Tonight at uh, Sundown Beans Passover. Next day, you have the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and it lasts for seven days. So the first symbol of Passover is something that's not there. It's something you remove. That's leaven. You remove it from the house the day before Passover. So it's a symbol that's not really present, but the fact that it's not present makes it very present. The mm-hmm. fact that I can't eat bread next week, that's going to be very present because I'm a bread eater. The second symbol you remove his work. And we were just talking about this off mic. Passover is part of the seven-day Feast of Unleavened Bread. You have two high Sabbaths, no work to be done, first day or the last day of the feast, mm-hmm. plus the normal Friday Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Why does God hyper-focus on rest? Boy, in this generation, we need to get this. Rest represents how God deals with our sin. He deals with it from first to last. Our part is repentance to stop the action of sin Mm -hmm. and to stop heaping on guilt, to stop shaming ourselves. They're all actions. They're all work. If you're in ministry, you owe it to yourself and your family to rest once every week. And Sunday doesn't count. It's the busiest day for people in ministry. And I think this warning is so important. The Jews turned resting into performance. Mm. They literally turned rest into work. That's a lot of work right there. They focused on how resting made them holy. It didn't. Right? God made them rest so they would experience intimacy with him in a place of no performance. The word for sacrifice in Hebrew is korban. Its root comes to the word korof, which means closeness or relative. So sacrifice produces closeness. The sacrifice eliminates the chasm of sin and death, separated us from God, and it produced closeness between man and God. Mm-hmm. He longs for intimate relation with us. It's what he's after in you. There's two kind of rests. Literally, physically stopping what we do in our normal week of work. Spiritually stopping. Repent. Don't bear the weight of our sin. The next symbol is the first thing you add, which is light. Light is the symbol of God's presence. Uh, There is a lampstand in the tabernacle. You shall command the children of Israel. They'll bring you pure oil, pressed olives for the light to cause the lamp to burn continually. Mm-hmm. You are the light of the world. City that sit on a hill cannot be hidden. For so the Lord has commanded us, I have set you as a light to the Gentiles, that you should be for salvation to the ends of the earth. And it just goes on and on like mm-hmm. that. Every night, every Friday night at sunset at Jewish Sabbath meals and at Passover, the woman lights the candles and leads to the prayer. I'm just going to pray that prayer, even though I'm not a woman. Blessed are you, Lord God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. You're the light of the world. Mm. You're holy, and you've made us holy through the shed blood of Jesus to cause us to be a light to the nations. Why is it a woman that lights the candles? Mm-hmm. Eve led the human race into sin, but God chose Mary to be the mother of mm. Jesus who would redeem mankind. Eve was the first to fall and the first to be redeemed. He doesn't forget. Mm. He goes back. And he deals with your sin the very first to the very last.